Hi, everybody. This is Travis from The Broom Show. Lower 22 Vets is a social media platform exclusively for active duty and veterans. Connect, communicate, and network with your own. Sign up is free and easy with giveaways each month. Download on Apple Store or Google Play. Today's episode is brought to you by Left Foot Right Foot Shirt Company. This is a veteran-owned, 100% nonprofit shirt company that donates all their proceeds from sales to charities focused on PTSD and mental health. These shirts are so soft, fit so well, and I guarantee they'll add a couple inches to your biceps. Go check them out and tell Mark I sent you at lfrfshirts.com. Just keep going. All right, yeah, here we are. We're back with uh, our longtime friend here, Adam, and with the lower 22. So, What's going on, man? It's going. You know, I know you've been busy. You've been traveling and doing a whole bunch of fun stuff. So, yeah, you know, we got family just took a nice uh, road trip out to Louisiana and. Yeah, stopped at some cool places along the way and hung out with some veterans and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was awesome, man. Like, started off, didn't have anything, like, really planned out until last minute because all this stuff was just coming together. But, yeah, the first day we just drove about 12 hours out to the middle of Texas because just – takes forever to get through that place, man. And, uh, my daughter was a trooper though. Like, dude, like 12 hours in the car, my wife was in the back, just, you know, keeping her entertained the whole time. So that was awesome. And then the first actual night of getting some stuff done was, uh, in San Antonio and met up with the owner of Semper Fortis Jiu Jitsu out there. And that dude's awesome. Like I've been doing Jiu Jitsu long enough to, have run into some really great instructors and like some really not good instructors. And this dude is just, it was incredible to go ahead and, you know, learn some stuff off of him. And on top of that, like it's the little things that really excite me now about jujitsu is like all of his floor mats are elevated and springy. So like you can get thrown and it's just, it's so much nicer to get thrown onto something like that than like on the concrete ground with, you know, a two inch mat, like that just sucks. And so it was really fun because he actually went ahead and like a couple days earlier, I was just on Instagram scrolling through and I saw this one like really shady looking thing. And (laughs) I was like, man, I don't know if this works and everything like that. Then he ended up showing it and I was like, Dude, this was like, it was so almost meant to be like, it was awesome. And then I got to roll with him um, and a couple of other of his higher belts. And they're just, it was a nice atmosphere. It wasn't like we were trying to like hurt each other. Like we're going for ADCC and stuff like that. You know, nice little back and forth, not flow rolling necessarily, but actually, you know, being respectfully painful towards one another, one another. So that was, that was awesome. And then went out to uh, Louisiana because of a couple of our patrons 
are actually from there. It's my uh, daughter's godparents and stuff like that. And dude, I got to play paintball. I got to hang around like probably one of my most favorite cities to go and visit is new Orleans. And, you know, just going back there and being able to just do a couple of things at a time and, and really get to enjoy that place. Like, I would never live there, no. <laughs> but like, I'm just being honest. Like, I don't want to get like hurricaned away and shit like that. Yeah. And like, dude, like the last big one they had, like, there was some alligator that took an old man off of his front porch, and like that was just, yeah, that was the end of it. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, no, why? And but oh. it's it's such an awesome place to go and hang out and visit. And yeah, you have Bourbon Street and all that stuff, but dude, like the zoo there, like we got to go and hang out on a Sunday at the zoo and like that zoo's incredible. Then they have, like, I can't say I really remember it because I was a little kid at the time. I went to the Pearl Harbor Museum and stuff like that. But New Orleans has one of the craziest cool World War II museums out there man it's like you get to walk the whole band of brothers things times times like a thousand like it's it's super rad like and tom hanks narrates part of it and stuff like that but you get to go through like all the stages like they have holograms of like the presidents talking about like the propaganda both ways and stuff like that it's it's insane dude yeah louisiana is uh we went yeah, my wife was pregnant. We just found she was pregnant. We went there. Um, my best friend lives out there in Louisiana. And that place, yeah, New Orleans and all that stuff. Man, that's a fucking crazy, crazy place. I, we were, I still joke about, like, we saw people get mugged right in front of us. It's just like the crazy, in broad daylight, like in Dude, the middle of the day. They are they're, probably they're some of, like, the scammiest, like, people out there in the world talking about like you know i bet you i can tell you where you got your shoes you know and then they're like I, you got them on your feet and like they want money from you then i'm like what the, no yeah. what, why <laughs> it's a even the drive-in though like yeah because we flew and then we drove and then there's like the part where you're i guess it's like an overpass i guess technically but the water kind of comes up like right up to the overpass it you're driving over the ocean. With, Bro, it's uh, mostly bridge going in there. Yeah, like you just like like I I always think I'm like, man, like if you got into a crash, like this is this is not gonna end well. Like you're going over the side. <laughs> then you have alligators and stuff like that. So Yeah, and then it's one of those it's a weird I don't know how I've I've only been the been there the one time, but like we notice there's always cars like peeled off to the side of the road. It's like, man, are they fishing out there? Like what's going on? Cause it's just swamp. So it's like, what's really going on in those woods over there? I don't, I don't know. It's like, are we watching like a future unsolved mysteries type? Dude, like, I bet, oh, I, yeah. There are so many unsolved mysteries. I bet down there. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, dude. Oh, you could just dump a body. Like the <laughs> one time we went and I got to go hang out at an alligator farm. Um, the guy that was taking us there, he was basically telling us, he's like, yeah, you could probably just throw somebody off the bridge here and, you know, never get found. I'm like, why are you just starting conversations like this? 
Like, I'm not planning on getting, you know, weird or anything like that. But, dude, like, why is this just normal conversation topic for you? Like, but, like, all these specific thing to know, you know, like, right. <laughs> God. But no, man, that was like, I, I truly love visiting that place. Like, it's just, it's such a nice little, like, spot to go to on the mature side now and not just, you know, going down to Bourbon Street and drinking and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was awesome. But, yeah, I got to go. My buddy who does Pelican Paintball, he just bought into a field with another guy, and it's literally like the only field out there in the New Orleans area. So got to go out there and just hang out with a couple vets and – they do this gauntlet thing and like, I guess different, you know, and BJJ, you have a gauntlet where when you get belt promoted, like you walk down and everybody slaps you on the back and the chest and stuff like that. They call that, but paintball, like you just run from one side to the other and do that. Like, <laughs> okay. In all honesty, it, it wasn't completely like, painless it obviously hurt and everything like that but me thinking my hand protecting my face was going to do more than a mask that's where i really messed up because i don't know what it was i took like two steps and then like i was getting hit in the leg and hit in the body and everything's fine and then after the first one just that pegged me in the face everybody just adjusted fire and, dude, I was just getting blasted, like, on the left side of my head. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. Well, even though I have a mask, let me put my hand up. These guys have good aim. And, like, my middle finger knuckle, it was bruised because it was just getting pelted the whole entire time. And so, yeah, man, it's it's – it's an interesting little sport that thing is. So yeah, it was just sick, and then to be like rolling around doing BJJ the day before and then go and get shot. I mean, like that that got to suck. I'm sure. I mean, well, you roll a lot, so you probably not sore like sore. I'd imagine or as sore as you used to be. Oh no, I'm crippling sore, man. Like, dude, oh. I <laughs> the body, my body is it, it's. The whole thing behind me doing this stuff now is because it's my because I got two spinal fusions and now they're saying that, you know, the spinal stenosis is sitting in and that supposedly is like my nerve. My nerves are basically inflamed down my legs and stuff like that. So it's like, dude, it's painful sometimes to just get up and walk. And so doing this stuff, dude, like. Yeah, after get after rolling and then getting shot with paintballs, man, dude, I was sitting in the tub like a five year old. I just got <laughs> bubbles going on, sitting in a nice big tub, having a whiskey, and just trying to just soak back and and, and have some fun. Because yeah, we're gonna see how how long this body holds up still. No shit, You're putting it through the ringer, man. And then I just that's a sick ass lightsaber. I, I noticed it, but that's pretty that's pretty sweet. It's my wife's. I can't even front, dude. That's my wife's. <laughs> but she got it at, at World Market when she was quitting back in the day and stuff like that. Or no, she got it at uh, Borders. 
it was borders before they closed down and everything like that. So it was sitting in the back, so she got for like ten bucks. So <laughs> I was like, I don't remember seeing that before, man. That thing's pretty sick. But man, that that sounds like you had a quite a fucking experience. So I was gonna ask you too, because I like you were saying how certain places and like you go different places to do BJJ and stuff. You've been doing it for a long time. So is there like a difference too when you go from like a place you're always comfortable with and you kind of know what everybody is doing and you go somewhere else? Do they like even years into it, is there a lot of stuff that are you're still learning like that's being thrown at you from people in the same belt range too? They're like, hey, I'm a purple belt too, but I know something that purple belt doesn't know and I can maybe show you something different. Is that how it really works uh, throughout, you know, the whole Yeah, okay, so – Man, like, what I'm finding now is there's a lot more places when you go to train and drop in. It's so much more welcoming now than it used to be back in the day. Mm. When I started, and I started with a, with a team called Gracie Baja, and it was – basically ingrained in you the school that you start with like you hate the other schools it's like when you join the service but you legitimately would be like you know f the army f the navy like oh, and yeah. you would take it to heart and stuff like that like that's how these people saw it but i mean like dude they're coming from a third world country so to get out like they're they're literally this is their way of fighting to survive and stuff like that so they they really try to embed these deep seated hatred roots from one you know place to another like there's a lot of stuff that i don't know at all even being a black belt and a lot of it comes from that that mentality because there's a guy named eddie bravo who's a 10th planet the guy that invented 10th planet like just an absolute no, like, he's a wizard. wizard he's a wizard yeah right? he's he's great i've seen him roll a few times man he right. he's great yeah. And dude, and until I left Gracie Baja, I always had that mentality of like, oh, his stuff is garbage. And then when you go back and look at it and you see the stuff that he did, it, it just doesn't make sense. It didn't gel together like the history being told and what was actually going on. Because the way I was introduced to him was that he was a traitor that you know, no gi was always his thing, but you go and look back at it, that dude went all the way to black belt in the gi before he's like, man, like, I just want to do my own thing and have fun with it. And so that kept me from a whole bunch of knowledge for, you know, like 13 years. And then you have all these different places that, you know, have that kind of mentality. But since since it's been getting so popular, you know, I always try to make sure I introduce myself like email or whatever and be like, Hey, you know, I've been doing it for this long. And I just want you to know, like one, I'm 40 now Two, I have two spinal fusions. I like to roll hard, but I'm not trying to go out for ADCC style. Like, you know, grappling matches like i just want to have fun if you beat me up that like that's cool like I, I don't care like it doesn't it's not paying my bills to do bjj so like i don't really care about that 
-hmm. you know? And so when I met the guy from Semper Fortis, you know, we roll, we, we, you know, get down and we shake hands and go roll and everything like that. I could hear what he was trying to say. And I was like, just, just to let you know, and I went out and I just tapped on his leg. I was like, you already beat me once. And just, you know, and like, you could just see how happy he was to know that it wasn't an ego thing. It wasn't me to try to go in there and, you know, you know, storm his place and stuff like that. Like, I really just want to have a good time. And if you beat me up like that, that's cool, man. Like, cause I can always learn. There's a, seems weirder like BJJ. Cause I've seen like uh videos like that where people take like offense to, um, like another black belt coming in and kind of just even like you said, maybe just to kill some time you're on the road and you want to keep rolling, you know, keep fresh. And then they take it like personal, like you're trying to challenge them in front of their students or something like, Hey, this is my gym. These are my, my students. And so they take it. I've seen a few videos like that. I think there's one Eddie Bravo actually, where he gets, he gets choked out like, which is crazy. Oh no, dude. No, 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 dude. That's the old, the old video with him and Hanata Laranja. Yeah, that was no, dude. Cool. Oh, you, you bought into it. No, 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 dude. That's a big old fake video, bro. Oh my god, because I was like, damn, that thing was fast. Like he went in there and just like grabbed him, took him down, and I was like, well, that's a wrap. That thing, that thing ended quick. No, yeah, that was that was good. Like that was one of like the greatest early fake videos for jujitsu, man. So, well, but yeah. no, like, and you have enforcers at gym, and they're usually like your purple belt, like Thomas, like. If somebody didn't like announce their intentions and stuff like that, I see Thomas being that person because he is a little bit older, but being a purple belt, you're going to know your stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if anybody comes in, usually the way I've seen it work, you'll put that person with their belt level at first. And you'll kind of like side eye watch them with your peripheral, see how they're rolling and stuff like that. Being a black belt, like I was obviously going to have to go with him. But then it's a great way to gauge that person's true intentions and stuff like that. But like if that person's being, you know, you know, a jerk, then you put them with someone like Thomas, who would you at first appearance, he looks like just a nice, humble guy. But and the moment that he grabs you, he's gonna he's gonna choke you up. And mm -hmm. so having people like that in the gym to keep that hierarchy in check, it, it, it is great. But no, it, it really seems like the tide has shifted to where it's more inviting and more welcoming, which it, it's fantastic. It's part of that also because like now kids are getting into it, like maybe more kids and like parents oh, are bringing yeah, their kids. Dude, it's, it's like with the kids, it's almost like it's getting to be like soccer moms times a thousand, but oh, then wow. on the instructor side too, because dude, like you have parents that, don't train, don't know anything about it. Like are yelling out random submissions from places that don't even exist. And like, you just want them to, you know, like, dude, like chill, chill out, man. Like this is, but then you get the instructors too. Like, 
because you'll get those kids that are talented and they'll try to hold on to them as much as possible and stuff like that. So it, it's, <laughs> it's good and it's bad yeah. because as long as that instructor allows them to grow outside of the, their own academy, there's nothing but positives that can come from it. You know, like it, it could just only get better if they're allowed to really explore their own path because everybody's a different size. Everybody's a different beast and a different animal. And to just show them one way of doing something is kind of limiting their knowledge when, Hey, this is how you do an arm bar. And as long as you can keep safe, knowing these fundamentals of how to do it, try to find it from an area that's more beneficial to you. But just keeping those core concepts, you know, in the back of their mind. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because I remember even like years ago, like when uh, I remember this was happening in MMA. I don't know who did this first, but like in UFC or MMA in general, somebody would like go from one camp to another camp. And now it's kind of like a prominent thing. It seems like it happens a lot. But it used to be like, man, no, if you're a part of American Top Team, that's where you're at. If you're part of like a what is it? I can't even think of you right now. I'm blanking, blanking out. But there's all these different, you know, camps where, hey, this is where you do all your stuff. You, you don't go anywhere else. And now now it's kind of changed, it seemed like, over like the last maybe like 10 to 12 years or so, you know, where. It seems like there are more places that are willing to bring instructors and <coughs> different coaches in. Yeah. So it's not so much, Hey, go and train somewhere else. But if you, if you're doing this, let's bring somebody in and get you a couple pointers and, and, and keep on that progression level. Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm sorry. Like, dude, tech, why does Texas suck the drive through? <laughs> like that's my first beef. Oh. Second beef, and this might upset some people, Bucky's, that place, I don't get the hype. I don't get the hype of going to a Bucky's out in Texas. Like these people are th these people are kind of strange, man. I got a few bones with Texas as well. So like my last year of high school, uh my senior year, my parents moved out there and grew up in California. You know, all I heard about was Whataburger. It's good. It's I'm not like blown away by Whataburger. No. You know. I'm not. I never understood the hype of Waterburger. I know that pisses a lot of people off. And then it does suck out there, man. Like there's dry counties, there's wet counties, and then there's freaking tornadoes. I remember I was driving home one day and like all of a sudden all these sirens started going off. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Everybody's peeling off the freeway. I'm like, what the hell? And then yeah, I get some get to the house. Everybody's hunkered down in the in the bathroom. I'm just like, oh shit, we didn't have this in California. I'll take an earthquake. Freaking every 10 to 15 years over the house being picked up and thrown 200 yards, you know, it's like right. crazy. Right. It's tornado season. Like I never understood that there. You have a season with tornadoes. It's like football season comes in. Oh, same that's, time. Tornado season. That's why I honestly think like the more and more I'm with it. Northern Arizona, man, is the place to be. Like we get the seasons up here, so it's not just like the valley where it's, dude, 120 degrees, sucks, man. 
Oh, like, yeah. it sucks. And you're not that far from Palm Springs, so, I mean, you know all about that. But up here, we have all the seasons. We had snow already, and it, it's enjoyable. We don't have tornadoes. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have anything. I like, like scorpions and shit like that, though. That's something. That's why we have shotguns. For <laughs> like, a scorpion just busts out a, a 12 game. I don't play with that. Like, okay, so where we're at, like, everybody, we have a lot of tarantulas, like the blonde tarantulas, and everyone's like, oh, they're okay. They help us out. And they're good. No. If they're on my property, they're they are unwelcome passengers in this life, <laughs> and they need to go. And like that's why we have an old shotgun is literally to kill like we had um my neighbors had about five rattlesnakes on his property in the past two and a half months we haven't had anything up here like that but you know it's we have hawks that come by we have all sorts of stuff so yeah see i get like where we live we're kind of like on the foothills of the mountains out here so we get hawks and possums and coyotes and stuff like that but man we don't get any rattlers no scorpions like nothing crazy where i'm like i don't know what it is that's what like freaks me out with, with snakes and like spiders kind of like your fear of the ocean my, my Dude, fear, oh yeah absolutely my fear is spiders man i'm like absolutely terrified of spiders i don't know shit about them so if i see it, i'm just like I don't know if you're a garden spider. I don't know what you are. Same thing with snakes. You're, you're a dead spider. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> shit, my wife might have to kill him, unfortunately. It's like, I'm running. I'm running. See you later. <laughs> Dude, I, have you ever seen Arachnophobia, that movie back in the day with John Goodman? That one sounds really familiar. I feel like I've... Where, is that the one where they got like giant spiders and stuff? Dude, in it? It's like your house just became a huge den for spiders and stuff. But to this day, I know what you're talking about now. I saw that movie when I was probably like eight or nine years old, and that shit horrified me from the moment I saw. Because the first thing, like the first scene of somebody dying, I, if I remember right is a football player when a spider crawled into his helmet and he literally put his helmet on and like he got bit and like that's how he and i played football and from that moment i would always check the padding in there and everything i would always check for spiders and then like there was two old people that died eating cereal i bought tupperware bins for the sole fact that i'm horrified a spider's gonna crawl into my cereal box and so this way, at least I have it completely sealed up. You know what? That's a legit one. That's legit, though. That's some good planning, though, just in general, I think. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, my like my fear started, God, I was, because like my parents had property and stuff, or they still do, but like growing up, we'd irrigate and stuff. And we irrigated at night one time, and I came back in the house, and a black widow crawled off my boot, and I stepped on it, and all these babies shot off its back just like my dad was like get a rag get a rag and we'd find them in cabinets and drawers and shit randomly throughout the years after that you know and ever since then i was just like fuck man i don't know i don't know i see one i'm just like if i step on you what are babies going to shoot off your back i don't know you know i don't know nothing. i don't know how i don't know how a pregnant spider looked but damn that thing was dude that's horrifying man yeah i was like up 10 years old I was like i'm i'm over it like I'm not irrigating at night no more. Fuck that. 
<laughs> but there's also a movie. God, I, I wish I could remember her name. Maybe it's that one. But like the spider, like transfers somewhere from like the woods, like some forest or something. It kills somebody and like hollows them out, and it lives in them. Oh, did that sound familiar? Like they transport his body back to the states, and like it crawls out of his cheek or something, and like. Dude, I I have no idea if that's the same movie, but that that sounds super familiar too. Yeah, it's it might be the same. I don't even know. I don't even know because I've watched it one time. Have no clue what it's called, and I was like, "Why am I watching this? I don't know." You just hope that people win somehow. You know, like, it's actually oh, why I started hating Hagrid and Harry Potter is because he had that giant spider pet. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Oh, man. But, man, so what do you got planned and lined up? Oh, by the way, we announced the winners uh, for the raffle. Thank you so much again for uh, sending out the hat and the shirt. And then the shirt for me, too, man. I no, love no it. Problem. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy it got there on time because I was getting kind of nervous. I put the order or I kind of on me too. I did put in a little bit late. It's just been freaking nuts. So I was like, man, I got to do this. I got to freaking do it. I had it like all ready to go. And, and I'm just happy it made it there on time. So that's great. It turned out good. I was like, damn, I got to make me one of these shirts. That's what some right? like. It's like, fuck, this looks nice. I need to rep a little bit of my own stuff a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, damn, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i'm happy it showed up it sounds like it like you had a good time there i mean do you have a pretty good turnout and, and stuff then as well or so based off the numbers of the meals that we sold uh and there was obviously people that didn't eat that that came in based off of those numbers i want to say that there was 120 people that ate there at the vfw that day so probably close to like 150, 160 people showed up. Damn. Yeah. So that, cool. was, that was awesome. That's pretty cool. And you've been doing a lot of stuff there anyways, right? Like just throughout, even like weeks before, months before your event. So Yeah. Like even though like I feel old from time to time, like these guys are actually old. And like they are still like, but they're still hard charging. So like they're still doing projects, still doing all this stuff. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I need to like do some things here to help you guys out because like there's one guy, One Eye Jack, and he has oxygen on and everything and like that. But that dude is still trying to like lift heavy things and paint and all. I'm like, no, dude, like like sit back and enjoy let me do some stuff and so started washing dishes there on wednesdays and it's actually been it's really fun on a couple different levels because one my daughter does gymnastics right down the road and so her and my wife will come over to the vfw afterwards for lunch and stuff like that so like it's it's kind of like a cool core memory I'm trying to build in her, knowing that on these days she comes and you know hangs out at the VFW and like sees all these old people and stuff like that. And so yeah, washing dishes has been it's been fun because 
Like they still have it in them and they're still wise asses. Like they <laughs> will still break each other's balls so hard, but it's, it's in such a way that's, that's that brotherhood again. Like you would never get away saying some of the stuff to each other unless you've done the same stuff. And so getting to hang out with them, I serve when we do the Friday night meals. Like I try to serve at least once, twice a month. Then we did uh, poppies and poppies was amazingly great because I was at the other door from one eye Jack and I was like, I'm coming for your crown. And like, I was trying to make a gang war from it and stuff like that. But Dude, I'm not gonna beat a guy with an eye patch and a wheelchair. Like, I'm just not gonna raise that much money. So you're like, oh, you look fine, man. You don't need. Yeah, they're like, what are you even doing here? (laughs) But no, like, like you could just, you know, because poppies are because of back in the day in World War One. I guess the fields we're just, you know, lined with them. And they're like, the significance is from like a fallen soldier or soldier that like lost blood and stuff like that. But the great thing is, is like everything that used to bother us about the military, like, dude, I got in trouble a couple of times. I got to wash dishes and just being a lower rank, you have to wash dishes sometimes. But like you do it there at the VFW and like the pressure's gone and everybody just wants to have a good time. And so passing out these poppies is the same way. Like you're not selling them. You're not doing anything. Like you're just literally trying to give them away to people. And obviously we take donations and, but dude, just being able to time the moment somebody walks out the door and just scream poppies to see them jump. Oh, Uh, it makes my day. It's so good. It's so good. And then, you know, all those little Girl Scouts that came in, they're bombarding you with their overpriced cookies, that they took cookies away, can't even call Samoa Samoas anymore in some states. And, like, dude, like, that pressure from, like, denying a little kid into being that person that just gets to stand there anyways for a few hours. It's beautiful. I love it. I I can't, I cannot wait to the next time we do poppies, which is, I believe Memorial day. Cause I'm going to be the first one that signs up. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. And that you're doing stuff like that. And God, I'd be hella nervous. I'm not going to lie, but it would be fun to like scream at some, like, like just regular, I guess you'd call them still civilians, you know, just, Give us some shit, cause like, I think that part would be hella fun to do. But uh, yeah, I agree with you with those freaking Girl Scout cookies, man. No, it makes me feel bad. Like, have you, now they got like the digital stuff too, so like you can like use your debit card or like your phone if you have it on there. Cause that's so many times I've walked by, and be like oh, I don't have cash, and they're like, oh, well, we take card. I'm like, fuck, you got me. Like, <laughs> it's like. Ah. I had left my wallet in the car. I was like, how did you pay for your groceries? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. man, like, dude, like it was so much. It's it, it's a blast to hang out there, and it it even though I haven't been there long, it kind of sucks to hear 
the horror stories of other VFWs, man, because everybody's like, it seems like it's still stuck in like the seventies and eighties. Like, and our post, man, it's not like that at all, dude. It's super clean, hardwood floors, like an awesome, like we have people constantly booking the banquet hall to do their events and stuff like that. Like that's how nice this place is compared to the other places and shit. Like, they want nothing but younger people to basically come in and take over anyways. So I, I walked into a great, great deal with this post, man. That's pretty cool. I mean, you're lucky to have that. Cause I, like I've looked up around me before and there's like nothing really even around the ramp where I'm at. And then the one that does show up, I don't think anybody really goes to, which is kind of sad, right. you know? And I think a lot of them kind of have that same, kind of uh feel that like you're saying like they're not really well kept and stuff like that it's just kind of oh yeah here's a place where we can hang out and get some beers and then that's kind of it there's no like taking pride like you said like you have like one eye jack guy who's on the oxygen take who's still trying to do shit it's like dude we get it you love it but man like you said pass the torch on to somebody a little bit more that wants to end up doing it for you guys but yeah dude like i think our post is like in the past two months, we've had probably five or six events in the past two months. Like they just had a Johnny Cash tribute band come out there. They had their part. Like it's always something going on there, which is it's 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 nice to want to be involved in that. Were mm-hmm. they all excited for you then too, doing like your your grand <sighs> opening and stuff there? And I'm sure they were ecstatic to to have you. If you're under 50, like they are just absolutely thrilled. Like I feel like the high school cheerleader back in the day, man, because they all (laughs) want to talk to you. Like they're like, oh, let me talk to you about this. And back in my day, and like, dude, everybody just swarmed you. And I, (laughs) it's funny because I took Brian, one of the other patrons, and took him there. He signed up and everything. And dude, it's like I'm old news already because he's like 10 years younger than me. And like they're like, oh, you're even better than Adam. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh wait, there's younger ones. You guys are right. right. You can do so, it a little bit more. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. And I gotta, I really gotta find something like that around here. Like, there's just not much where I'm at, and it kind of sucks. Honestly, if you have the time. Man, find the VFW and and just take it over and make it what it should be. Because what our commander has done, like, it's he's made it a place where, like I said, I want my daughter to go there. She's three, and I want her to go there and hang out because of the atmosphere that they put there. And, dude, like... They're falling off by by the dozens now, being all old and stuff like that. So, like, you could be commander in two years or something. So you could just make it anything you want it to be. That's kind of – isn't that kind of sad at the same time? Like, uh, I saw something about, like, the World War II vets kind of, you know, that generation's basically gone in a sense. You know, it's it's kind of sad, man, knowing that there's barely any – We got two at our post. We got a couple Korean vets. But th- this is another reason why I love it, man. Like, dude, we, we're we like, 
we got a Coast Guard VF like full fledged VFW member. Like, and you don't really get to see that that much. You know what I mean? And so, like, dude, like stuff like I said that we would poke fun of, and we still do. Like, but at the same time, we make that like a point of pride. We're like, hell yeah, dude! Like, we got everybody. We got Coast Guard people even and shit like that. So, hey, that's how I felt. Yeah, just recently when I was talking to to Matthew, who's in the Coast Guard, I was like, man, I was curious just to know how the Coast Guard operates. You know, it's like I don't even know what you guys do. Does anybody in any of the other branches really know what you guys do besides what you see on like the the movies and stuff, where they're saving people in the ocean? Right. It's like I don't know. I have no clue. I don't even know how their boot camp goes. Nothing. You never hear anything about the Coast Guard. So it's kind of cool talking to somebody. From the Coast Guard, because like, holy crap, yeah, you guys, they always, they're almost like always forgotten in the right. grand scheme of things when it comes to service members. So, and then actually, remember Greg, the guy that's in the Coast Guard, because I have it still pulled up on my phone. Um, Douglas Albert Monroe, he's actually the only Coast Guard guy that's um, like in the Marine Corps Hall of Fame for what he <laughs> did. Like that dude in Vietnam was like basically just took his boat and freaking like barricaded against it so a whole bunch of Marines lived and he got wiped out. But yeah, dude, like it's so cool hearing those little like I never knew that. Like that wasn't taught. We had history classes in boot camp and stuff like that, but that was never something that was brought to light. So getting to hear that now, like it, it's I think I have more of an appreciation for it now too. Yeah, because all the glory goes to Army, Marines, and World War II is like Navy, you know, and, and stuff with all the battles in the Pacific and stuff like that. That's where all the credit always goes to. And the poor Coast Guard, man. Air Force, ah, not Air Force. I'm not even getting Air Force. That's deserved. That's de- <laughs> but I'm sure that they get to start poking fun of the Space Force because, like, I still don't think that they've done anything yet. No, like no. they made a show. They had a TV series, or that it was Steve Carell. That shit was pretty hilarious. I watched that, but uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's what's like so cool about the whole military thing in general. Like my grandpa told me this years ago too. You know, he's just saying that like winter out and you're going on a hunting trip. He said it always that always gets brought up. You know, who was in the military and. But regardless of branch, like you said, you know, there's some similarities or brethren type aspects amongst each other. Like, okay, you can kind of relate. We didn't do exactly the same thing, but maybe our mindsets are kind of in the same situation in that specific, that specific time. Or you can, I think it's easier to even um, just like have not sympathy, but like a grasp of maybe what you went through and that other right. person went through. You, you can relate to it in a sense, I guess, you know, like, oh, yeah. My deployment sucked ass too. It was different than yours, but God, it fucking sucks. Like being right. away and, you know, like yours is in the Middle East. Mine was on the ocean, not seeing any land for like 20 something, 30 something days. It fucks with your mind a little bit. And I think that's what's so cool about it. You know, like we all got these similar things. Like how dark would it be at night sometimes, man? Like just being out that far from everything, dude. Like, how insanely dark is that shit? It's fucking dark. And 
I mean, it's also the, like some of the clearest guys I've ever seen though in my entire life is being out out in the water like that, just looking yeah. up. I work nights a lot too when I was in, and uh, it's funny. My best friend and I were just talking about Super Navy stories, and um, because I I worked in in fuel, so before I got in the in the lab and stuff, I used to be a crew leader, and we do like night ops and stuff, and they have these the hoses to fuel the planes that they're they inflate when fuel goes through them. I'd always crack, I'd lay on them and I just, my crewman would go fuel them up. I'd fall asleep. That's how, and I'd wait for it to deflate. And that's how I knew he was done or she was done. I'd get up. It's like, what a fucking crazy job, man. Just sleeping on the catwalk in the middle of the night. Fucking jets are shooting off. It's like, I don't know. Like, how do you duplicate anything like that? It's the fucking craziest thing. I never really thought about it until we're, we're kind of shooting the shit. I was like, man, that is fucking crazy yeah right it's like all of a sudden it's like eh, that's not normal it's not that's that's not <laughs> <laughs> it's not you know it's 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 interesting man like we're joking about one of the guys that got his eyebrow shaved off and all this stuff you know all these things that happen when you're on deployments and you're trying to pass the time because it's the same shit every day as i'm sure you can relate so it's like you kind of make it fun you got to make it somewhat entertaining in the chaos of everything that you're doing absolutely dude another thing that um i got to do on that trip was uh sled hockey and it was when you remind me like we didn't necessarily have the same type of deployments but um matt from hockey with valor that new tim kennedy book that was written um i can't remember the name of it but that was about matt's unit and stuff like that not badass yeah right so like dude like how cool was it that i got to meet somebody like matt and his wife like dude like that was insanely freaking cool to just once again different deployments but the same kind of like able to understand and empathize with what went on dude and dude, sled hockey is intense, man. Like, if you can find just to try to do it one time, holy shit, that was fun. So what is it? I've never heard of sled hockey before. So sled hockey is for people with disabilities and people that are, you know, without disabilities. You sit down in this plastic sled no that has um, two ice skates on there in the back and you strap your legs in kind of like uh only thing i can like equate it to is um like rollerblades you know the like the little like band where you ratchet it in plastic and like it keeps on getting tighter yeah so you ratchet your legs up like that and then you get too many hockey sticks but <laughs> it's fucking badass because on the bottom are like metal pokey things that you just dig into the ice man and went around and got to play with there's a couple of disabled vets that do that out there in albuquerque matt and his wife um it's not a 501c3 yet but they built up a program for veterans to get out there and, and, and play hockey out on the ice and it doesn't matter your ability level or anything like that like dude and they were so cool like trying to help me out, trying to make sure that I'm all set up with everything like that and got to 
do a couple of the drills with them and then play in the scrimmage. And so like a 15-year-old terrifies me with a mini hockey stick and shooting. Dude, these guys can shoot hard. <laughs> and like they let me be a goalie for a little bit. And dude, that was probably the hard. I thought that that might be the easiest thing. Being the goalie is probably the hardest thing out there to do, like hands down, because seeing a puck come at you is absolutely terrifying. Like, no joke. No, F that. Like, dude, like, it was just, it was not, I don't know if you could probably see me because we got a whole bunch of film, but, dude, like, I was flinching in this stuff because these kids were shooting this shit hard as fuck at me. Like they were not holding back. <laughs> Do you think they even kind of like took? They're like, "Oh, this guy's new. Let's really put it on him." Kind of like what happened with you at paintball. Like he got shot in the face, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's pepper this guy." Like, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I'm not going in there with any kind of like ego or anything like that. But I like to like I like to stir it up a little bit, you know. And so like <laughs> I want them to have you know, a fun time without me. Like, I don't ever want to be disrespectful in any of these situations, but man, I want them to, the whole thing is, is if this is what they're doing to cope with anxiety and stress and everything like that, like I want to bring that out of them and have them really go buck wild. Like today I was shooting um, a video inline skating with uh, Brian. And, like, I could tell he was being nice and everything. So, like, I got this one BS save on him as he, like, shot it. Like, he was being nice and it hit my pad and it stopped in front of me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've only been doing this for, like, 30 minutes and I can already stop your shot. And, you know, like, little, little pokes like that. And so, dude, he fired one at me. And, oh, my God, <laughs> it was awesome. Like, it was terrifying, but, dude, like, but to see that, that's what I want to have. And, like, I had him start skating around, and he was checking me. And, like, he was, like, launching into me. And I'm like, man, I was like, this is pretty intense, but, you know, I'm, I'm wondering when you're going to bring it. And, like, just to get that little fuel going. And, dude, the last one he did, he literally dropped my freaking helmet off of my face and like it was, I can still picture him, and I can see him coming at me. And like the dude launched himself <laughs> up at me, and like that's what I want, man. Because if this is what like if this is what makes you happy, man, like I want to make you the happiest, you like the the pinnacle of it. Like right. if 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 jujitsu is your thing, man, like. I'm going to go hard, and if you choke me out, like, dude, fantastic. If you get my arm, great. Like, I want, I really want to see that that genuine emotion of why it works for you. Mm -hmm. And then after Brian did it, man, like, dude, like, you could just – he was laughing his ass off because, like, I mean, even though I'm, I'm, I'm old and beat up a little bit, I can still take a, a, a lick it. And yeah. so, for, you know, like, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, so it's also kind of like you want the full-on experience. Like, how would you play if you're playing with, like, a pickup type event, you know, just 
let's go at it 100%. Because I think a lot of people do it. Like if you play with your buddies or something, you'll kind of, if they're new to it, you'll take it easy. Most people would. But yeah, you want the freaking full on 100% right. real like, experience. Why is, this, why is this your coping mechanism? If this is what it really is, let's get you to that that peak uh, of what it is for you. Man, you really went through the ringer, though. I'm just thinking about what if. But it isn't like what Adam Adam trying not to get hurt or something. That's Adam like, might get hurt. Adam might get hurt. God, I'm surprised you're even fucking sitting down right now, looking so happy about it, man. It's oh, dude, I can't wait because we're doing the. Um, I'm getting ready to do the uh, Spartan Run in Florida. Like, hey, you got to prep with that whiskey, you know? You got. <laughs> It's like, don't be jumping a little bit higher, maybe. <laughs> I do think, though, I might have talked Danny into something. Uh-oh. And so if we can call him out on this, I think it would be fun and hilarious. Um, I don't know. Have you seen those one chip challenge things, those Pacal chips or whatever? They come in. Oh, man. There's so, this one guy that does that crap, and I'm not sure if it's real or not, man. Like, I saw him get the chip. He crushed it up, put, like, other, st- like, hot stuff on it. I was like, dude, if you're really eating that, your poor body. There's just ho- no way. No way. I think that might be the boost of energy we need to start off that Spartan run, though. <laughs> it's going to be a different type of type of runs you guys are going to be having doing that, man. It's Nobody's going to want to be behind you guys when you guys are jumping over walls and hey, climbing up ropes. That's not my problem at that point. <laughs> oh, man, that kind of reminds me. I saw this funny-ass video. Like a brother and sister at the playground. I think the sister was underneath the the brother who's like up top by the slide. And she's like, Dad, it's raining. It's like full-on sun. No, man. His, his little son was taking a piss and it just dripping all over his daughter. It's like, you know, it's what that if you guys, if there's people that are going to listen to this and they're going to be at this event with you guys, hopefully they're like, all right, if I see these guys running, I'm going the next lane over if they're doing a freaking hot chip challenge. Like I said, like, I'm just pumped that, you know, he was a corpsman. And so Doc, uh, is, I, I put my, uh, fate in Doc's hands and have him uh, carry me across the finish line if I need to. Hey, he's training hard. Have you seen his videos? I'm like, damn, he's pushing tires so and shit. Bad. I have done nothing. But you got nothing. like three weeks? <laughs> I mean, he's over there flipping tires, going on hikes. And- oh, right, dude? Like, he, him and Leanne are crushing it. Not Like I said, like, I feel bad that, like, I haven't done anything, but like if there's, and I always try to rationalize this out. <laughs> there's like 20, 22 obstacles or whatever. There's going to be a backlog of people. So it's only that first run of about a half a mile to three quarters of a mile to that first obstacle. That's all I have to really run to. See, but then it's always just maintaining pace. That's, that's what I'm putting in my head. I don't know. See, like I, I've gotten pretty, in, I'm getting like in a decent shape without really having to work out too hard lately. I've been kind of just here and there, just watching what I'm eating a little bit. But man, I ran up the driveway just from like the street into the house this morning. 
and I was winded. And I was winded. I'm like, there's no way in hell. A mile? I hear a mile right now. I'm just like, dude, there is good luck. I I, I hope hope you're ready because, man, I just there's no way. There's no way. I couldn't do it. If I were to be there with you guys, I'd be like. Always, always could use that A driver. It's only going to be three days there. And I haven't told Danny this, so depending on when this comes out, he might find out later. But literally, once we finish, I'm going to say it's been fun, great to meet you, and then I'm going to start driving right back home. <laughs> Damn, so you're that's right, you're driving too. Yeah. God, man. That's my, are just... that's my, that and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, those are really my two – my two ways of coping. So that's right. You uh, to, I remember you saying that before, uh, vaguely. You know, like, like, driving kind of. I enjoy long car rides. Like it. Every couple of years, once a year, like that's that's really my vice. Like I can go do jujitsu every morning with my buddies up in his garage and stuff like that, which is fantastic, and that gets out. But you know. Once a year, my my big thing, man, is like I just want to, I just want to drive. And mm-hmm. dude, I'll spend 15, 16 hours in the car driving, and just that helps me process more than anything because I'll have all that time to reflect without any other interruption. The only thing I really need to like honestly focus is is like making sure I'm not like driving erratically or speeding and. You know, like, but being Motor T, that stuff is second nature to me, you know? So really getting out there on those long drives, I'm happier. I'm less argumentative because it just, it gives me a nice chance to just really reset. Now, like on your, even your recent drive, was there like any place where you and your wife were like, man, maybe if we were ever left Arizona, this would be like the potential place. Oh, so one of the things that we want to do with the app, like my big, my big goal is I want to be able to gift vacations to, to a certain extent for veterans. Mm. I want to be able to get a couple places where, you guys can have your unit get-togethers, your reunions, and not actually have to pay for a place. Like that's my true goal. Is I want I want to be I want to be able to like have a place in Texas that is just a huge lot to where, hey, we have this unit coming in this month, this unit coming in this month. Cool, you guys fly in. Here's the house. I want you guys to get back together and I don't want it to be about, okay, well, what can we afford? What can we do that? As long as you can get there, I want to be able to give you guys like a 10 day window of, of just being able to have fun. And one of the first places that me and my wife were thinking about is there's a place called Fredericksburg, Texas. And I fucking love that place. It is such a nice small it's a german it's a german town uh Fredericksburg, but it's actually um where uh and you're gonna just roast me on this 
Admiral Nimitz? Was he an admiral? I got I should know. I'm pretty sure he oh, was. Oh, you don't even know you were on the ship. <laughs> now he's um, he was Admiral Nimitz. That's um, that sounds right. They have a like that's where his hometown was, and they they have a museum for him and like all this cool shit there. And it if you were if I were to try to describe it, it reminds me of King of the Hill <laughs> in the way that like there's like um, it's that hometown feel. And everything about it is just wonderful. And they have beautiful parks and it's just out of the way. Dude, the main street is just, it's, it's, it's so much fun to walk down. There's all these little tchotchke shops and like they have this one uh, Christmas like shop. That's just, dude, it's, it's fun to walk through with the family, man. Like it, it's a nice, nice place to go. And like, that would be, if, if we were to leave Arizona, that would be the place we live, but we would like to get a place, like I said, to use it for veterans to come and have get togethers. And then on the back end, be able to also Airbnb it for, mm-hmm. you know, the off times, but give veterans, Hey, contact me through the app. If you want to stay there, dude, I'll give you 50% off 75% off, you know, go and just, hang out with your family for a week and know that it's not going to cost an arm and a leg and stuff like that. And the cool thing about Fredericksburg, it's only like two hours from San Antonio. And so there's just so much to do in San Antonio. That's another cool place to go and hang out. And so I've heard that's like the one, or at least it was years ago. I'm sure it is now like the actual city that everybody hyped it up to be. I'm sure it's grown like crazy in San Antonio though. Dude, it was awesome. Like, going to see the Alamo. They had like a night at the museum type experience at the mall, which was insane, dude. Like it's not like high level theater production, but like you go down into the basement of the mall and they had this whole entire scene set up with like different memorabilia and relics from the time. But then they go through like their version of how the Alamo went down and stuff like that. And, it was it, it's so cool, and then the Riverwalk experience with all the restaurants and everything right there on the water—it's insanely cool. I yeah, and it, I mean, the, I, even the whole idea though, I like what you're saying too, and because I there's a, a group of guys or, or a group of folks that when I that I served in the on the Nimitz with that that does stuff like that, they'll get together like every year, once every two years, and do do trips and shit it's like man that, that'd be cool because i'm sure a lot of veterans do stuff like that because a lot of people do kind of keep in touch with each other and you know hang out and kind of like that's why i went to louisiana hang out with my buddy and we had a good old time you know it's like it's shit like that's fun to do you know you don't get to do it all the time so especially right, now, I don't mind it doesn't, and i don't go because they're like well it's like four hundred dollars for the you know i'm like no like i don't yeah I don't have that money to do that with, you know? And so if I could be able to just get it to, Hey, if you can fly or drive out there, man, you got this, this party house to go to. Shit. You know, I want to do that throughout, you know, the entire U S to where it becomes 
geographically possible for people to do that. Like, I think it would be like another fucking badass city that uh, me and my wife went to was Seattle. Like, oh, dude, we went up there on the train when we were living in California, and that whole entire thing was just cool. And if we could get a place up in Seattle for people to go to, I do love Seattle. Like, uh, my last year in a, on the Nimitz, I got dry docked up right in Bremerton, so it's like right basically on the a ferry ride to Seattle. But uh, now yeah, my wife and I had just went back for her friend's wedding. God, maybe like two months ago now or a month ago. Man, I forgot how much we love it there, man. It's a there's so much shit to do, and like, not even just the city, but like the outskirts of the city. It's a beautiful freaking like area. It's all I mean, when you come from California and everything's dead, you go up there, everything's alive. It's all green. There's freaking just fresh air. It feels like everywhere. It's like man, it's beautiful, and there's so much shit to do. There's a lot of like breweries. There's a bunch of Hiking, yeah, like, hiking. The, like the, the sightseeing is incredible up there. Yeah, and it's, so. I mean, you got the ferry rides, you got all the cool shit you can do out there. You can go snowboarding, and it's a beautiful place, man. And man, yeah, Seattle, shit. If you had something up in Seattle right now, I'd guarantee you we'd be going up there like once a year because I love that place. Right. Like so that, that's, that's, you know, I don't want it to say a long term goal, but. You know, in, in a couple of years, the way we're headed, like, I want it to be a feasible option for us to do that for, for everybody. Because, yeah, dude, like, how great would it be to go and, like, say I got a place in Yellowstone. And then all you guys can go to Yellowstone and stuff like that. By the way, Kevin Costner is on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, no, like, you know, like, put – have them in places – so not where only you guys can get together again and bond, which is cool in of itself, but like be able to do things outside of just, you know, drinking and getting hammered, you know, at night. So like be able to go and actually experience like cool shit like that. Yeah, it's it's funny. That kind of made me think of one of the time or I've been a one of my best friends. We've done this a couple of times now where because he's a Vikings fan also. And a couple years ago, we went to like a Thursday night game. Like he flew from Oregon or Portland and came down. We went and watched uh, them play the Rams in the Coliseum. And then we, two years ago, we saw them play the Chargers and That's at the cool. soccer stadium. And it's like with his wife, who was in the Navy with us also, and his dad. So it's like, man, this is kind of cool. Like to get a hang out and just like do some fun shit with some like folks that you served with and have a good old time. And, you know, you kind of laugh about the old times, like you said. That's probably the best part about getting together with people you served with, especially because you guys can kind of like look back and be like, "Man, what the fuck were we doing?" But now, you know, here we all are with kids and grown up, it's like freaking nuts that we're. Some it's a weird thing when you grow up with like folks like that in the military. And you're still friends with them, and then you're all having it's, kids. And- it's it's great to see. Yeah, people to, to to see the people grow up were the same people that you were doing absolutely stupid shit with. It's 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 remarkable. And uh, me and my on our way through to do the sled hockey, I actually like I got to talk talk to I actually stop and see uh, two really old you know friends and 
One, both of them I haven't seen, you know, 16, 17 years, but the moment that you see them again, it just, it feels like only like a 96 has passed. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you catch up super quick and super easy like that. So being able to see and remember what we were doing and to see how, like my buddy, Anthony Bellotti, like the stupid stuff that we did in Iraq to see him not go from that, but to see him use those, those learning experiences and to seeing the person he is today, like, dude, his family's freaking awesome. Like, you know, all the good boxes are checkmarked. Like, dude, he got a nice successful business. He's got a nice home. He's got, you know, nice hobbies, like all that stuff, being able to see that side of grown up mentality come through after dealing with the, the stupid stuff that we've done, it makes me happy to see that shit. Like I got to see, like we didn't go to boot camp together because in the Marines, you know, it, it's separated and stuff like that. But we were both on Paris Island at the same time. She was in, you know, fourth battalion, wherever the girls are, and then I was in third battalion and stuff like that. But we went through boot camp. We went through MCT. We you went through MOS school, like uh, 29 Palms, little month-long exercise, two deployments in Iraq. And, like, dude, like, she and I, you know, every now and again throughout the years have caught up and said hello. But, like, to go out and see how awesome she's doing with her family and stuff like that. Like, the same person that was once again doing – I don't want to say stupid stuff, but you know, not responsible stuff. Yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> she's a kick-ass mom. Like, dude, and to see that, like, it, it's it makes me so happy because of having so many other people fall off. That you know, you used to be like, oh man, that person's like a hard charger, like all this stuff, and like you just see, unfortunately, like that was their identity. Mm-hmm. And instead of like keep on growing and stuff like that, so yeah, that I think, man, that made me just think of uh, when I was talking to um, Dave that I had on who was in the army, and I think he said like one of the hardest things to do when you get out is get your civilian self from before you join to catch up to your veteran self and kind of have them meet each other because mm -hmm. he's like, you know, first you're civilian and you go military, and then it's easy for that to just to be who you are, but to kind of over time merge those two together somewhat is probably one of the harder things to do just in general. Cause I, you know, you do grow up, you have kids, you have families now and it's like, Holy crap, you're not the same freaking wild child that you were when you first joined the military or whatever the hell it was, or that shit you did when you were in, you know? So right. it is kind of, it's a trip to see that man. Like, yeah, that's how my best friend and I were. I didn't meet him in boot camp, but we met each other in A school in Pensacola in the same class. And then we got stationed together on the Nimitz. Fuck. I mean, right. now here we are like 13. Shit, no longer than that. Fuck. 16 years later, you right. know? 
still talking to each other almost every day. Dude, that's, that's a lifetime, bro. That's a lifetime. Yeah. And 18, that's 18 years later. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. And now you can pick up the phone and just, like you said, you, I mean, I see him this coming year because he's getting married. But it's one of those things that you don't see him all the time. But when you do, it's just like, man, you just pick up right where you left off. You right. Know? So That was that was the great thing about seeing Anthony and Shauna is because, like, you know, like I said, see him on social media and stuff like that and, like, you know, catch up here and there. But to actually, you know, sit down and talk to him for a couple hours, like, it's, it's, it's a cool experience. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, catching up with me, man, and let me share some stories that I'm I'm dealing with vets. Like I said, we got that next one going on December. I'll be leaving December eighth. Still looking for more Spotify songs to put on the playlist because it's a sixty-six hour trip. Um, <laughs> and yeah, dude. Also, me and my wife are streaming on Twitch. If anybody wants to like watch a marriage dissolve on real time. <laughs> 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 oh man I, I seen you post stuff for that when you were playing games I'm like man that like this is why I give him shit because man I know my wife would be like what are you doing I man because I, I play games but man I don't know if I Dude, this game that we're playing sucks so bad this Elden Ring game like she she's keeping the faith alive but I don't know how much longer we got in this game because this game is just absolute garbage. Like, it's garbage. And I just want to get on to Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, play some God of War, some Uncharted, and some normal stuff. But okay. fuck Elden Ring. Hey, man, if you get Modern Warfare, you know, you got, what, I guess, on PlayStation. PlayStation 4? Yeah. I'm actually, I just convinced the wife to, uh, I'm going to buy the PlayStation. I don't even know what it is. That way I can play online on multiplayer because they got the Black Friday deals going on. It's like 45 bucks for the year or something for like the, the cheapo one. But that's all I need. Yeah. I'll get okay, Call of Duty and stuff like that. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I have a PS4. It's still running, you know, like it. I don't know how yours sounds when you turn it on, but man. Mine sounds like that shit's gonna launch off through the roof. It's <laughs> I can hear it humming. There'd be times my wife's like close I can hear her close the bedroom door. I'm like, fuck man, this thing's loud. Like she can hear it down the hall and everything. I'm just like when we lived in an apartment, it was horrible. It was the worst. Oh yeah. I don't know how yours is, but man. not that bad yet. So we're we're doing good. Yeah, I've had it for quite a minute there now, thinking about it. But yeah, if you get Call of Duty and some online, I'm I'll be down. I'm my brother's been playing it, and I've been like holding off. I usually just play like sports, sport games and stuff, and Call of Duty most of the time. But if, I don't know, like set, I think they're seventy bucks now. I'm like fuck! I told my brother, I was like, how are you doing this, man? It's like how are you keeping up with all the games? You know, as like, I can't do it. I got started like selling something. That's see. That's why we're going nonprofit, and then that way we can just uh, use donations to pay for my video game. <laughs> <laughs> so I spread joy. Oh my god! They're like this guy's. Like he's he needs uh he's selling poppies. You know, let's give him, let's give him some money. It's like meanwhile you're just like uh, stashed for Call of Duty PS5 down the road. 
<laughs> that's that's the dream. Oh shit, man! I'd love to get a PS5. I'm hoping someday. I don't know how I'm going to ever convince convince that purchase to get get made, go through. You know, she's gonna see that on the credit report and be like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I'll pull for you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah, keep keep going, man. I'm excited to see what you what you got next. I can't wait to see you guys do the freaking the what you call it the freaking i can't even think right now spartan race spartan race i cannot wait to see you guys do that in the video that comes out from that because i know it's going to be it's going to be pretty epic oh Um, i'm super pumped i'm just i'm excited to to hook up with some more veterans and just expose that stuff man and you know i'm you can't be that hard like i don't need to start training now right (laughs) This part I'm going to keep on, so like it's on record, man. Everybody's going to be like, "This is how this thing ended." He said it's not that hard, and then now that could work in my benefit because if I just go ahead and smoke them, I'm like, eh. it might be part. It might make the trailer cut right here. There we go. <laughs> oh shit! All right, man. Well, you have a good one. Good luck. Man, you Thank you so much again. Like I said, it's. It, I really enjoy catching up with you, man. And I appreciate you uh, letting me tell my tales of getting out there with other veterans. No, anytime. I mean, I appreciate it too. So, yeah, you know, you have a good Thanksgiving. Um, you and your family stay safe out there. You know? Absolutely. Have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, you too. Thank you. All right, brother. All right, brother.